0: real lucha podcast we're your hosts i'm lawrence and i am miguel we're here to bring to you another episode of aew's newest show dark elevation this is episode two of the new show and yeah what'd you think real
1: quick um it was interesting it wasn't quite i like the first the inaugural episode a bit more but i mean hey another solid week of we I mean, just the second week of Elevation Dark, so... Yeah, and a but lot... It, was, it had a lot, pretty, a lot of good matches. A
0: too. lot of less matches, too, because yeah. it, the first outing felt like a traditional Dark with so many matches. But yeah, yeah, let's get into what we do, and that is The Breakdown. Welcome to the AEW Dark Elevation Breakdown. This week is episode two of the brand new YouTube show... Paul White and Tony Schiavone are on commentary. First match begins with Ty Conti versus Ray Lynn.
1: Latinas do it better. Shout out
0: to the recently freed Andrade as Ty Conti lands the Hammerlock DDT FTW. Second match is Lee Johnson versus Adam Priest. Big Shotty goes over with his new finisher, the Brain Dog. For the third match, we got Varsity Blondes versus Fuego Del Sol and Jake St. Patrick. Griff Garrison lands his discus punch to get the second victory with his solo finisher. Fourth match has Max Caster versus Ryzen. Platinum Max takes it with the mic drop and adds insult to injury with a low blow. Fifth match is Leva Bates and Maddie Rankowski versus Big Swole and Red Velvet. Maddie turns on Leva for whatever reason and coming off her package promo, Red capitalizes with just desserts. For the sixth match, we see Team Taz versus Jorel Nelson and Royce Isaacs. Even though Nelson and Isaacs are a true tag team, it's not enough to stop Hobbs and Starks as Absolute takes it with his OG finisher, the Rochambeau. Seventh match is Danny Limelight versus Baron Black. The newly dubbed Radioactive Poppy makes Baron tap with his new submission, the Murir Soñando. 8th match and co-main event is Ryan Nemeth versus Orange Cassidy. Freshly Squeezed goes over the Hollywood hunk not with Orange Punch, not with Beach Break, but with the Mouse Trap. For match number 9, number 9, number 9, number 9, and another co-main event we have Ethan Page versus Alan Angels. All Ego, Bodies, Dark Orders 5 with an Ego's Edge. And now for the 10th match and main event of the evening we see Layla Hirsch versus Ryo Mitsunami. Ryo starts the match off with a shoulder tackle and makes her way to the corner to land machine gun chops Kojima would be proud of. As always, she follows that up with her shake dance before landing another blow. You think the taunting stops there, but no, Ryo starts pulling imaginary rope in the middle of the ring with her back towards her opponent and of course legit lands the punish. It's not quite game over as Rio lands a leg drop and follows up with a camel clutch. Legit gets out and enters with a headbutt. Legit is able to land a Frankensteiner and a knee strike. Rio knocks down Layla with a clothesline and hits a leg drop. Layla gets some offense in with a cross arm breaker attempt and an Olympic slam, but Rio gets a head arm triangle choke submission on her and adds some rolls for some discomfort and positioning to get the tap out. So Rio tsunami takes the win.
1: Your thoughts on Rhea? Uh, I like it. I was rooting for her. I expect, expected her to win, and I wanted her to win. Uh, she gave another great display, as she usually has been. What I'm w- wondering, though, is if she's all elite or if she's kind of just partly elite. I'm not too, too certain about that. Was that was a good question. I'm not sure if she is all
0: elite like Layla Hirsch is, so congratulations to her. Uh, but i think we'll definitely find that out uh, over time if not um closer so let's get into some of the promos first before we get into the highlighter matches that we chose uh promo one we are backstage with dasha gonzalez and ryan nemeth and ryan basically says how he is getting ready for this huge opportunity at least that's how dasha put it and is he tr- is offended as a trained wrestler by Orange. So he wants to beat him up. Then we get into uh, a second promo. It's a package for Red Velvet. Which was really cool. She talks about her background a little bit. Her dad was a boxer. And she really liked that, that she has that kind of fight mentality in her blood. She's
1: basically firmly stating that she's a force to be reckoned with.
0: Yeah, but she, but she knew that it wasn't boxing, wasn't the answer. So she became a professional dancer. And in 2015, she started she doing killed it pro wrestling because it was kind of a mix of the fighting that her dad did and the showmanship that she did from dancing. And Cody said a lot about her, but I kind of summed it up as that Cody's very proud of her for um, standing up and taking the challenge when he had to do that match with Shaq and Jade. And originally it was going to be Brandy, but you know.
1: Good. I'm kind of. She stepped up. Um, no disrespect to you, Brandy, but I'm really glad that it was Red Velvet because, I mean, if it was Brandy, she would have gotten murdered even more by Jade. And for the third promo of the night, we have a uh,
0: backstage with Dasha and Ethan Page. And he's just. All ego. Uh, as she asks him how he's prepared to face number five of the Dark Order. And the only number he cares about is his record. Pretty straightforward. Pretty angry guy. He really just wants to show what he can do out there. So I get that. And yeah, let's jump into these matches that we wanted to highlight. We're going to pick three. And we'll start off with the fourth match. Max Caster versus Ryzen. We get a clothesline by Max. An arm drag fire carry slam by Max. A hammerlock lock. Flatliner, by Max. That's probably the coolest thing I've seen him do, Uh, especially in recently and definitely in this match. Then we do, we see him do a bulldog into the corner. Well, by Risen, by Risen, actually. And we have a second rope moonsault whiff by Risen. I always like to point out these second rope moonsaults because I just think you have to be very athletic and, you know, you just have to have some, you know, guts to do something like that. And even though it was a whiff, it just shows you uh, the athleticism by uh, Risen. And then we get to classic Max Caster offense, which is a brain buster into his finisher, the mic drop.
1: Uh, Thoughts on the match? Uh, Or these two combatants? Well, Ryzen, I never have much to say because he honestly, other than having that unique hairstyle, he kind of, I don't know, he just doesn't do, he kind of bores me. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I obviously wanted to cast to win because he's my boy. He's probably the acclaimed. His hair brother.
0: is cool. You you are right about that.
1: But I will tell you this. This match had both line of the night and spot of the night for me. When Max was rapping in the beginning before the match, he said to Ryzen, your hair got you looking like a maxi pad. Yeah. And then, oh, that was just a, such a nice um, shade he threw at him. And the spot it's of the graphic. night actually was – Uh, max when he when max puts he puts ryzen's hands in and down his pants down ryzen's own own pants um in his crotch area then he just stomps on it
0: that was unique i don't think i've ever seen that before i don't
1: know what like i guess he was trying to like you know uh use that as padding for his for his um
0: genitals yeah (laughs)
1: genitals uh and so yeah i don't know i was like it's like he wanted to lowball him. He wanted to give him a mild version of it. I don't know what the point of that was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I don't either. But that was very. You got to admit that Max
0: Casser is maybe for whatever for whatever reason you don't like him. He is very interesting to say the least, uh, especially in his. Yeah, she didn't
1: do the hand kissing. This match, he did a
0: little bit. You said in the beginning of uh, after the the match one. You did. I think so. Maybe not. But he does that. And like, what's up with that? We still don't have a true answer for that. We, Especially by the great Excalibur. You would think he would have all the answers to this. Uh, but neither him no, nor Taz, Paul White, or Shivani have any idea uh, what that's about. Or at least they're not telling us. So we'll go into the second match that we will discuss. The eighth match overall in uh, Ryan Nemeth versus Orange Cassidy. Being coming to the ring by Chuck Taylor. And this is the one of the co-main events of the whole uh outing so we got the hollywood hunk versus freshly squeezed we have orange uh putting his hands in his pockets to get out of a hold i thought that was very cool we got taunt of the night potential with uh orange uh, laying down and relaxing with that overhead cam pretty cool (laughs) we got a pockets drop kick by orange a diving cross body by orange a ddt by ryan um and the mouse trap pins what takes it i haven't we haven't seen that in a while because orange has really been displaying his true finishers right his actual big moves which is the orange punch and beach break so it's really cool for him to go back to back to that really kind of uh, in the same way that ricky starks did tonight with his rochambeau we haven't seen him utilize that move in Ugh, maybe since the beginning of the year, and he's been taking all of his matches with the spear. <laughs> so, uh, very interesting. Uh, do you have anything to say about Hollywood Hunk or freshly squeezed?
1: Oh, uh, it's interesting that he has a <clears throat> special move, which is a pin. Like that's all it is. It's a pin.
0: You know what that reminds me of? What that reminds me of the Lucha Underground days, where a lot of the luchadors would actually have somewhat of like uh, these like pinning predicament finishers the the one that comes to mind most is that i think his name was drago he he was an actual dragon do you remember that he had like a oh, big yeah. ass, big long ass tail was that yes. his name or Dra- dragon what was his name
1: it was drago it was
0: drago yeah uh he him in particular i remember he had something very similar to that for like a very specific pin so that that brings me back to uh the lucha underground days very fun and then the last match we will talk about is Ethan Page. Ninth match, by the way. Ethan Page versus Alan Angels. All Ego versus Dark Orders 5. A shoulder block starts it off with uh, Ethan Page. Uh, we get the headass by 5. A suspended underhook backbreaker by Page. Probably one of his better moves that I've seen him do. A slice bread by 5. 5 is the smaller of the two by far. But he is quick and very... Uh, agile and uh, yeah, I definitely a fan of his move set. I feel like somewhat of a hidden secret in the roster in general. We got a roundhouse by uh, Page, a tilt the world slam by Page, a spinning back kick by Five, but it's not enough to stop Ethan Page's finisher, the Ego's Edge. You know, which is basically the Razor's Edge by Razor Ramon. Uh, to finish it off. And yeah. Do you have any thoughts on that? Miguel?
1: A lot of hang time that five had. I uh, wouldn't not that toss from the ego's edge. Which is pretty cool.
0: Right. Yeah, uh, I agree.
1: I kind of wish like he did it. I kind of really want to see him do. When I want to see uh, Ethan Page do his uh, an, an ego's edge to someone. Like out of the ring. Or like, you know, off the top of the Titan Tron. You know, would that be a lot of hang time?
0: I do too. Like an awesome bomb. Right through a table on the outside. That would be pretty sick. Shout outs to Mike Awesome. And yeah, so we have uh, our taunts of the night. I'm going to give some love to um, Big Swole and Red Velvet. Uh, because post-match, they had Jade Cargill, Nyla Rose, and Vicky Guerrero just eye them. Basically saying, <laughs> teasing that, oh yeah, yeah we're going to fight you. Uh, this is big swole's second match of the year so that's huge and yeah after you know like they had that serious uh, confrontation they started dancing and they looked like they were having a lot of fun so (laughs) yeah touche (laughs) and they won their match so they should be dancing so very cool miguel you uh, mentioned yours i believe yes
1: uh no 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 my taunt, uh i didn't mention my taunt the night which was uh when danny limelight starts dancing he does like the silly dance uh, what do you know how to describe? Where He has one arm in the air, and then he has another one in his hip, and he's... What do you oh, call yeah, that? like a salsa dance. Uh, yeah, he does a salsa dance that says, "I, poppy. <laughs> are, you, are you talking about the newly dubbed radioactive
0: poppy? Yes. That exactly. is Danny Limelight's new handle, his new moniker, if you will. The radioactive poppy. It's official. Paul White, Tony Shavani gave us that information. Uh, oh man, dude, for line of the night, I have two really good ones, so I'm I'm really having trouble picking between the two. I might just cheat and say both of them. So, um, do, <laughs> do you
1: want to give yours? Yes, it was when a uh, caster said the Verizon. Yes. During his MC performance, says your hair got you looking like a maxi pad. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. So Miguel uh, is really going for them insults, right? Uh, thuganomics. Special, but I kind of want to go to you know the the heart the heart that we got from uh uh some of some of Tony Shavani and Paul White's insights. Uh, Tony Shavani was talking about uh, Brian Pillman Jr. <laughs> and how he wanted to be a pro. He always wanted to be a pro wrestler, but he decided to go to college and have a, like a, a fallback plan. Very respectable in, in case he, it didn't work out, and he yep. did. And then he went on to pursue. Uh, Pro wrestling and following his father's footsteps, you know the the late Brian Pillman. So I thought that was a very cool, uh, very awesome insight from uh, Tony Schiavone. I'm not sure how many people know that, so uh, he gave us that insight, and it was really really cool. Uh, I tied with that is uh, maybe even bigger. Uh, it was uh, Paul White talking about Danny Limelight saying that he actually met him at one of his tribute to the troops tours that he that had crazy with the hear. fed and that's he said that he met him because he was a marine at the tribute one of those tribute to the troop shows and now he went from just a wrestling fan to a wrestler himself and that's such a cool story so uh big props to you know the formerly known as big show and danny limelight Uh, Yeah, so top spot of the match is all we have left in this episode. Miguel, give it to him.
1: So my top spot of the night, again, given love to Max Caster here, when he puts Ryzen's hands on his crotch, (laughs) down his pants, and then stomps on it.
0: (laughs) That is not where I thought you were going to go with that. Awesome. All right, cool, cool. Um, You know what? I think for my top spot of the night is, oh, man, this is tough. I I, I kind of want to say Lee Johnson in that he uh, debuted his new finisher, really, which is called the Brain Dog. It's a fisherman uh, kind of suplex, but he drops him on his knee like an Ushigaroshi. I, I've seen something similar to that by uh, someone like Kevin Owens, maybe... Uh, a lot uh, very similar to uh, Adam Cole and even uh, ba- Br- Britt Baker um, doing uh, some something along those lines. So very cool. And uh, yeah, Big Shoddy uh, debuting his new finisher. Very cool. Any final thoughts on this second episode of AEW Dark Elevation?
1: Bones, you're dearly missed. Please make a speedy recovery so you can join your bro, Caster, and giving us a uh, full-fledged acclaim. Segments. That's a great point because Max
0: Caster is doing pretty good as a solo uh, wrestler at the moment. But the thing is, is that is they are a tag team and we don't want that to get lost. No, so yeah, no. Definitely. Uh, Anthony Bowen's uh, come back to us. And yeah, that about does it. Give me a two sweet ski. And thank you for listening. Watch AEW Dark Elevation Mondays at 7 uh, Eastern Time.
1: We'll catch you next week. Peace.
0: Lucha!